I guess how we kind of got into it was we just felt unsatisfied in our lives. We weren't very happy with our careers or where things were going. And we thought, you know what? It's time to stop living the way we think we should and start living the way we want to. And that was a really big turning point for us. So we went all in on our channel and it's the best thing we ever did. All right. We are back with another season of Creator Generation. That's right. We've knocked off 101 <laughs> episodes and we thought we'd come back for some more you know what this year we're doing it bigger and better and everyone every every show will always say they're doing it bigger than better than the rest and bigger than better than they've done before but we actually are walking the walk and talking the talk <laughs> Frederico Frederico's back unfortunately I couldn't get rid of him but that's okay so <laughs> there are improvements though hold your horses Fred what's happening oh mate we have got quite a big season we've got Bigger creators, more interesting stories. Uh, we've got some audience favorites coming back as well. Now that they've exploded in size, they're coming back to tell us about their journey. But also, biggest news, we've got a new co-host. Here we are. <laughs> Phoebe. Hello, it's me. Yeah, we are joined by Phoebe from one of our favorite channels, a creator we've worked with for a long time. Um, and Phoebe has decided that she will partake in this new season and uh, grace us with her presence. Hello, I'm honoured to be here. I'd like to thank my mom, <laughs> Changer, my cat. <laughs> awesome. Some of you uh, might recognise Phoebe from one of our very early episodes when um, her and Matt came on to talk about their channel, Little Grey Box. Um, and we've been doing a lot of work with them and we just thought she'd be a, a great co-host. And yeah, we'd like to talk Obviously, about your journey, it's great to have your reflections um, being an active creator on the platform. So I guess maybe one of a good starting point was just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your creator journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I genuinely am thrilled to be here. I, As somebody who was on the podcast and then listened to it, I'm having a little bit of a fan out moment, so I'm kind of honored. Um, but yeah, so Matt, I run my, well, I run my channel, Little Grey Box with my husband, Matt. He's the videographer, editor kind of side of it. And I'm the, I guess in a sense of producer, I script the things and come up with the episode concepts. And then I'm also in it. <laughs> Matt doesn't like to be in front of the camera. So, um, that's how we really do it. We focus on travel. Um, we like to give people lots of information and inspiration on the destination they're going to visit. So they come away from watching one of our videos knowing this is the food I want to eat. This is what I want to see and do. This is where I want to stay and maybe some stuff they want to avoid as well. So, yeah, that's what we do. And um, mm. our journey has been a really interesting one. It kind of, um, you know, talking to other creators, people get into it for different reasons. And I guess how we kind of got into it was – we just felt unsatisfied in our lives. We weren't very happy with our careers or where things were going. And we thought, you know what? It's time to stop living the way we think we should and start living the way we want to. And that was a really big turning point for us. So we went all in on our channel and it's the best thing we ever did, really. Super. Yeah. And before we talk a little bit more about that channel and your journey, um, for those of you who are actually watching this, um, you'll notice that <laughs> we are all in a different location. But... You know, Phoebe has been talking about her husband, Matt, and if you were to look, you will notice a tasteful nude of him in the, uh, in the background there. What the? Look. Do you want to explain maybe your background a little bit so people who are watching this version can understand what's going on? Okay. Um, well, how, how do you really describe it? It is... Um, okay, we... Matt and I are it's like... a naked man on the wall. It's... Yeah. <laughs> 
that's well that's it that's all you need to know (laughs) um matt in himself if you actually know if you met matt on the street he would be so quiet and not talk to you if you actually know matt he is like a cartoon he's one of those people that could be a cartoon he just is so funny um and our really good friend laker he is an incredible illustrator and he is an amazing artist and he did this amazing nude portrait of matt his his um, important areas are covered with yellow flowers and he's a back, his backdrop is this beautiful yellow backdrop. And Laker did this nude portrait of my husband and gave it to my mom as a 60th birthday present and she promptly rejected it. <laughs> she opened it and she was at the restaurant and she just went, no, I hate it. <laughs> now it has pride of place in my house and I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> and for those watching, it is in the background behind Phoebe, yeah. and it is truly, truly magnificent. Um, yes, it's something that I think a lot of people have asked about uh, in these initial interviews, yeah. and something that hopefully becomes a, a staple of the show. It's a conversation piece, really. <laughs> that, Very nice. that and the, the cat in the basket piece. next to Matt. There is yes, a basket on the wall. And yeah, my darling Peach. Sometimes cat in there. <laughs> yep. She's, um, <laughs> she's, our, she's our fourth co-host, little Peachy. Very nice. Look, um, one of the the we met well, met, we met you very early on in mm. your YouTube journey, and you were part of one of the first advanced courses that we ever ran many years ago. Um, you know, you're a pretty small channel at the time. You've obviously grown a bit since then. One of the best things I think about, I guess, your journey and your channel is that um, you've sort of defied YouTube conventions around what success can be. Everyone thinks it has to be, you know, mega subscriber numbers and, and viewership mm-hmm. um, to build out any value. But you've built a really valuable business around, um, you know, uh, your YouTube channel and content creation without it being in the, you know, the stratosphere, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think when I met you guys, maybe we had about 4,000 subscribers and now we have somewhere around 65,000 and it's what we do full time. Um, it is our, like one of our major sources of income. But I think... I think the thing that's interesting about it and the thing I didn't expect was that through doing YouTube, we would develop a set of skills that was considered valuable by clients that we work with. So to give you a bit of context, we, um, we create our travel videos. So let's say, you know, we get sent to, I don't know, California by their tourism board. Um, and they say, we want you to produce a video for your YouTube channel showing what there is to see and do. But actually, we think the standard of what you guys do is so high quality. We want you to make, you know, three 30-second cut-down videos for Instagram that we can use in that sense. And we want to buy some images off you as well. And, you know, I, I can also write really well. Um, so we want you to write a couple of blog posts. So we ended up developing, without expecting it, this one-stop content shop that is a really great source of income for us and something we never thought would happen or didn't know it was an option, but it is. I mean, a lot of creators think about it in a very linear way. I'm going to make a YouTube channel. It's going to get bigger. I'm going to add, get ad revenue, and that's where I'll be successful. But the way you've looked at it is, is more holistic, right? It's like, okay, YouTube is multifaceted. There are a lot of ways to create content. And then there are a lot of ways to earn revenue around your content creation. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many different ways, um, so many different ways you can take. You know, what we like to do in our approach is – take one trip and find as many ways to make as much 
content out of it as possible and then make as much money off that as possible. So, you know, even on our website, if we put up a blog post, we can be making money off that, you know, placing links in there to resources that are really valuable to the reader. Um, you know, we can get sponsorships for our videos and things like that, but we can get them in multiple ways. Somebody can sponsor a video, we can be paid to go and make a video and then those, you know, making those smaller cut downs and things like that as well um, and then posting those on our social platforms. It's it's incredible. It's incredible the number of ways you can make money that don't even occur to you. One of my favorite things I love seeing on Instagram is when you guys post a photo when you're like sitting in like business class on a plane, like they've flown you somewhere around the world and you're just sitting there like sipping champagne and I'm like, yeah. ah, those guys. Yeah. They've done well. <laughs> Haven't they done well? <laughs> oh my gosh. I Even I hate myself when I do that. I'm like enjoy it all of you <laughs> i know how you feel <laughs> but there's a flip side to it right like that's the that's the good side that people get to see but you know the other side to it is that we don't have a steady income we don't make a reliable month-to-month -month income there are sacrifices you make for those things and hey they're sacrifices i'm prepared to make but just letting everyone know it's not all business class and champagne <laughs> sometimes it's i don't know no money and straight pain but but next yeah. week, Phoebe, will you be on a business class flight drinking champagne? No, I I won't. I'll be in economy with everybody else. The week after? Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. flying your economy. They're flying the oh, economy. Yeah. Phoebe's and going I'm on a rad trip. <laughs> yeah, so for, for those of you who don't know, which I presume will be most of you, Phoebe is about to go on a bit of a trip to South Africa. Yes, I'm going to South Africa. I'm working with the Tourism Board, just in case people are interested in how those things come about. Um, the Tourism Board approached us, and we are going to be breaking it up into three parts. We'll be doing a luxury safari, which sounds so glamorous, and it is, and then we'll be going to Cape Town and Joburg, mm. and I'm really excited. Truly, truly a hard life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hard life of a youtuber yeah. <laughs> i'll probably make 15 talk. videos in five days but that's yeah, it, it's, <laughs> yeah it's oh, before we just sort of move on i, I do want to point out the obvious it's very obvious but it is great to have a, a woman on the podcast as well all yes. the time i think that's kind of a, an important thing to be like that's another yeah. reason why we're Throwing uh, Phoebe to the wolves of, of myself and Frederica to Somebody's hang out with us, so we're pretty stoked to have that, you know, <laughs> perspective. I think it. No, I think it's great. I think you know, like I, you know, like we're we're running. I think we can say this, Fred, and if we if not, we can edit it out. But we're running in, in a, a women's creative program in in Canada. We're still running it. We're running it this year, and actually Phoebe came on board to to help deliver that. So that's pretty awesome. But Fred. We were sort of adapting the workshops and the examples that we're using and only mm. by going through that process did we realize a lot of our examples we'd been using were kind of dude-centric, but that's because the YouTube world that we watch was yeah. created and curated for guys. So, you know, it was mm. kind of like, oh, wow, we, we, we like to think we're kind of progressive and... Um, <laughs> you are. And, and, and allies... And yeah. yeah, it was kind of like, oh, well, we can do more. So yeah, Aww. I think it's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, well, so I'm, I'm to stoked. It's very important to have multiple perspectives. So it's, it's great. Plus, Phoebe is an absolutely awesome person and oh, uh, much smarter than Ant and myself. True. So it'll always be good to yeah. have. <laughs> and we've already, we, we, yeah, <laughs> we might, and we, you know, we just want to make sure she sticks around for a couple more episodes. So we'll just heap on, heap on the praise before she gets jacked in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's working. I feel amazing yeah. about myself. <laughs> Good, 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 good. 
Well, look, for this first episode, you know, obviously we wanted to do an introduction, tell you what's happening that's new and exciting, but also we thought we'd cover some of the biggest questions that we get asked um, about the creator economy. Obviously, the creator economy has exploded in the last year or two. Um, there's heaps of people flooding in, there's heaps of money flooding in, heaps of interest, um, and small creator businesses that were small before are massive and everyone wants to know sort of what is that secret to success or, you know, what's the, the big question people are asking. So we thought we'd cover some of those big questions, one from each of our perspectives. Um, I think probably a good place to start is Phoebe. Like, what do you think is the big question that you get asked the most uh, when it comes to your creative journey? That's easy. It's always the same question. Um, and to put it into context, I was uh, on a shoot for a week recently with a large group of people who aren't creators, just normal people. And I got asked this question by every single person that found out what we did. <laughs> it was a lot. I had to repeat the same thing over and over. Um, and the question is, how do you make money? And they ask it a few different ways, um, but it's always the same thing. It's like, oh, so how does that, what, how do you make that work? What does that look like financially? Or they kind of dance around it because they feel rude, but it's how do you make money? Um, and I guess like part of me when people ask, I, when I first started to get asked, I would prickle a little bit because it's not something you, like we as a society ask people. Like you don't walk up to a lawyer or a doctor in the street and go, oh, you're a doctor. So how much money do you make and how do you, you know, like you don't do that. So I can, it can prickle me a little bit, but I'm used to it now. Um, so the answer, I mean, I, I kind of shared a little bit of it already, but basically the, the simple way I like to say it is that we get paid to make content that's either published to our channels or that the client owns and uses in a marketing capacity. You know, so it's like making those long form videos for our platforms um, if they want access to our audience. But if they want to use us in that marketing capacity, then, then we create that content for them and then they use it across their platforms. Um, and, you know, there are a couple of other little things that we do. You know, we use affiliate programs. It makes sense for us. If you're on our website or you're on our YouTube channel, you've seen a great activity and you want to click through and you want to book that we get a small percentage of that um, at no extra cost to the person. Um, we have a little clothing store that we started because people always ask me, where do you get the dresses that you wear in the videos? So that made a lot of sense. You know, we just started the store, um, our little grab box shop, and now people can see the dress I'm wearing and then go and buy it straight off the shop. Um, a lot of work to set that up, but <laughs> the hard work is done and now we just get to sit there and tell people where to go. Um, yeah, and, th and those are really the major ways we make money. I'm sure there are more that aren't occurring to me right now. <laughs> but it is one of those things people do still ask and it just shows that there are still a lot of misconceptions around the creative space, but also how people view it, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you say a YouTuber, like they'll be like, oh yeah, you just make content in your bedroom. Um, you know, I was, I guess, at a uh, thing the other day and someone was talking about, you know, the lack of money on YouTube and because they didn't understand it at all and they didn't think it was going to go anywhere because basically these people were just creators sitting in their bedroom making content. And I basically said, you know, I just negotiated a 50000 US dollar brand deal for this one creator. It's going to go into one of his videos on top of the 100000 he's going to make this month from ad revenue and the 50000 from, you know, Patreon revenue. That's not bad. And no, he's not in his room by himself. I mean, it's not a big team, but he has a team and they create valuable content and their viewership is more than some entire national TV network. So that's a pretty big footprint when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Phoebe, do you have a, like a dinner party job like or a small talk job? Like if you don't want to get into that and you're just like, ah, oh, oh, I don't want to go into that tonight. I don't know this person. Like, do you just tell them like, oh, I'm in contract yeah. admin? Ability. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> like, do you have one? I, oh, I sort of do. I think it's easy sometimes to say, oh, I'm a writer. And that either leaves it there or they go, who do you write for? And I say, oh, I freelance for CNN and CNBC, which I do. I do. And then that sort of ends it right there. They're like, oh, yeah, cool. That's nice. Like, cool. Yeah. Yep. What do you write about? Travel. That's it. Done. Like, but, but I think working in that travel space and the concept of being paid to travel it's appealing to a wide range of people. They're like, how do you get paid to travel? I know that was me, right? Mm, that was yeah. all I wanted. So I get why it's so intriguing to them. But maybe, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should use my old job in my, um, in my previous life. I, was, <laughs> I had the worst job in the world. I was an auditor for the government and it was not very soul inspiring. So maybe I should just bring that back up and nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> people didn't ask you a lot of questions about how that worked? They instantly were terrified Amazing. I worked for the tax department, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't. But everyone would be like, oh, you mean the ATO? Are you a tax auditor? Yeah, yeah. Actually, is that going to end this conversation? Because that's exactly it. <laughs> Every YouTuber should have a, a alternate job to avoid the... Uh... I, I, I think they shouldn't anymore. I think what people should do is say that that's what they do. Like they have a YouTube or a YouTube business and say that. And I think that would add some more credence. So people stop thinking that YouTubers are just these people in their bedrooms making content and not doing particularly well because they are often incredibly talented people working very, very hard. And some of them are doing very well from from this, uh, this platform. Let's so be true. honest, most YouTubers... Aren't probably out socialising. They're, 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 they're they are working the hardest work, hardest working bunch in the entertainment business. Probably, like I, I mean that sincerely. Like, yeah. like you know, as an industry, I, they are like generally working, working. Do you know? Do you know what? I think you're right. I've been in, in startups for a really long time, you know, over twenty years, and you know, you see people who work hard, and I honestly can tell you, I don't think I know a harder group harder working group of people than i think youtubers those that are dedicated to it they are very very hard working it's funny that you guys say that because one of the things i hear a lot after i say what i do if i tell the truth about it um it depends on the kind of person it's always the same kind of person that'll say it there's always a little bit of an eye roll to it and they go oh it must be nice to be on holidays for a living (laughs) And I used to just take it and I would be like, oh, yeah, it's great. I'd make a joke. But now I stick up for myself because it's actually really dismissive of the amount of work and the amount of sacrifice and the way I've fought to construct my life to have this. This isn't something that just happened for me. I worked really hard and I built it piece by piece. And there are a lot of decisions I've made about my life. You know, like Matt and I aren't going to have kids and stuff like that. We don't have any debt. We don't own a house. These are things that people aspire to that we've you know, opted not to have so that we can have this kind of freestanding lifestyle. And it's all by choice and it's all by hard work. So I find it very dismissive and I've gotten a lot tougher about <laughs> standing up for myself about it. Love it. All right. Well, I don't have a good segue for that. So I'll just jump right in and go, Fred, what's your, um, like, what's your big yeah, question? Sure. Sorry. What's the big question or the big most question. frequently asked question? Uh, I think the question, apart from the money one, I get a lot is like, is there one key trait for top YouTubers? Is there one thing you notice from all the top YouTubers? Like, what is that thing? Um, I was actually at a at a event the other day, and two people in a row said, "If I was to be a top YouTuber, what would be the one thing I should focus on?" And it happened like twice in a row, and I'm thinking, oh, "That's interesting." Um, so I actually did go away and think about it, and uh, I actually came back with about seven. But <laughs> there is one that that, that stands out. Um, and for, yeah, we we talked this this week to the Accelerator group we're working with about those seven traits. I think that's pretty valuable foundationally. But there's one bit that stands out that I think 
you see often, and that's consistency, this element mm. of being consistent um, with the top creators, right? Because people, it's not glamorous, but it is something at the heart of their content creation. And I'm sure a lot of top YouTubers wouldn't even like, point that out. They probably wouldn't even realize that, but they are remarkably consistent in the experiences they create, the content um, they create, the way they go about it. Um, because at the end of the day, consistency breeds connection, right? If you're mm-hmm. consistent in the way you create content, um, you're going to create a connection with the audience. You'll, you'll allow the audience to create a connection with you. And that means that, you know, you're going to do so much better. And I don't mean consistent as in um, repetitive. Like people will get that confused. Consistent doesn't mean repetitive. You can still like su- surprise and delight and amaze people. It's just about taking a consistent approach to your content creation. Because a lot of new creators, I find, the first thing they'll do is they'll get excited by it and they'll try all these different things and it's great you're experimenting. But they try so many different things and do so much random stuff uh, in such a random way that without the consistency, they don't know what's worked. And they also can't get the audience to connect with them because they're giving the audience so much different, <laughs> so much different stuff. So that consistency, I feel, is at the heart of it. Um, and it's something that you've got to go look at. Obviously, you've got to do it in balance. You don't, like I said, you don't want to become repetitive, but you do want to have certain consistent elements so that the audiences can create a connection with you. Mm-hmm. I've um, never had Fred introduce himself. So I'm curious, like what, like we've heard how I have to introduce myself and what I do, but I don't know what you're saying to these people to elicit this question. Actually, you know what? I don't know how I, how I introduce myself. I think I sometimes say I'm a consultant. Sometimes I say I work with big creators. Uh, I'll say a whole bunch of different things, depending on the audience. But I think with that group, I was saying I work with big creators to help them become better. And then they asked me, what is the top uh, top you know, trade amongst YouTubers? But speaking of consistency, how have you found consistency on, on your journey, Phoebe? How, how important has it been for you? Uh, it was a turning point. <laughs> and that was thanks to really the both of you and the Accelerator. Because before then, it was an absolute, I don't know, crazy situation where we were just doing whatever whenever no consistency except for me being in the video it was all over the place so having some consistency and some discipline and some planning that was a real turning point (laughs) even now it's it's hugely important i do remember you coming up and saying oh we got a new video we're going to do it on an ant farm and i was like what's an ant farm got to do with your content worm farm farm ant farm yeah worm farm worm farm farm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what's the worm farm going to do with your content? Yeah. Traveling worms. It's a <laughs> pre-COVID thing. Traveling worms. Pre-COVID, <laughs> the worms were packing their suitcases and flying first class. They went straight past the business <laughs> and they buy one ticket you know, for like a thousand worms. It was <laughs> bizarre. Worms. Well, the yep. thing is, let me just say this, all right? People, when they start their YouTube channels, they put up their worst videos and most people get to delete them and no one ever knows about it. And you two know about my worst ones and you get to bring them up and I have to relive the shame. I'm never getting rid of that worm farm. There you go. It'll it'll always be there in the back of my mind. One of those stories you just always seem to remember. No, forget it. I think it's important though. It's like, you know, you've got to make those mistakes. So you can learn from them. Like it sounds, is this cliche? It doesn't sound cliche. It is cliche. But you do. Oh, I think you do have to like, well, someone has to, right? And like, yeah. what, what was that, five <laughs> years ago? Maybe more? Yeah. Like, that's, Absolutely. Long you know, that's YouTube pioneers right back then. Like that seriously is. Um, so like someone had to forge that ground and stuff it up. So that, And we, we tell the story. Someone so hopefully, had to farm the worms. 
Well, yeah, like I think I like to think we tell that story, Phoebe, um, so that others won't make the worm farm mistake, right? Yes, like yes, unless their channel's yes. about worm farming and gardens, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But look, like you said, sometimes you just got to make those mistakes to understand what you need to do, and then once you do that, try to be as consistent as you can around that. So the audience has a chance to build a connection. Mm-hmm. And it is a fine line of being, you know, sometimes your con- consistency can become repetitive. Um, but just knowing what that is. Um, so, yeah, but I would say that if you can be consistent across a couple of key things, um, then the audience can find it easy to make a connection with you. You know, they can enjoy your content. They know when it's going to come on online. They know what to sort of expect from you in a general sense, like a format or a structure. And yeah, they can just settle in and, and enjoy it. So you become one of their favorite creators and and they can become fans. Yes. Mm. Now, I've given mine. Now, Ant, what do you say is, is the your top one? What do, you, what do you get asked the most? Actually, I've been thinking about this and, and I've got two. But I think the first one is from from professional creators and we I won't answer it now because I just as we've been thinking, I think it's a good podcast app. So <laughs> hear me out, guys. But I've um, <laughs> been talking to a lot of top professional creators and the biggest issue and the thing they keep asking is like, how do they grow their team? How do they hire? Where do they find them? How much do they pay? Yeah. How does someone edit my content and do it like I do? All those things. Yeah. And I think that's like, we've got time to, to we, we'll need time to answer <laughs> that. Um, yeah. And so, in fact, Ant, we do, we do have an episode coming up with, with Shannon from Burns Patrol, and she does talk about being one of the biggest creators in the world and the team and business around that as well. Stop it. Really? Because <laughs> we just recorded it a few minutes ago. We that's right. I forgot. <laughs> we did just record I it. Yes. I know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, amazing so good um but the one yeah the one i'm going with the most frequently asked question like the one i get all the time is particularly around like emerging creators and it's like they're the wrong questions the ones i get asked like why does the algorithm hate me or why is it working against me um how do i get more people just to click on my videos um what's the like what's the tip trick what's the trick like for this thing and um, yeah, normally it's like the wrong question is what I sort of... Like. Are they the wrong questions because they're after a simple answer? Because that is a common question, but why yeah. are they so wrong specifically? Well, I think it's just they're like symptoms of something else. So they're looking in the wrong place because it, it, it normally speaks to a, a, a broader issue or a bigger issue, more fundamental issue of like, that's not the problem. The like, Well, that's not the challenge or the issue. The issue is like... What are you? What are you creating a value for your audience, for your specific audience? Like how you, like all of those things, typically stem back to like if you're creating something that is useful, interesting, entertaining, informative, relatable, fun, whatever it might be, for your specific audience and showing up consistently, then like a lot of those other things will follow, or like or you can you can you can like solve for those but like there's no point solving for people like my thumbnail like the issue might be people aren't clicking on your video but that's because people aren't watching it. it's not getting served not that you have a, mm. a thumbnail issue typically so like people are just looking for a, an easier it's an easier answer because it's an easier fix but it, it's limiting uh, and so yeah and so i've had the yeah. conversation where it's like you know we do a lot of con- like consulting as part of like youtube collaborated like education programs and creative development programs and you'll have like a one-on-one call with someone and they'll be like yeah okay i just like you know and i've checked out their channel beforehand and had a look and like identified some sort of 
like consistency issues and some like programming they're not really creating it, anything of interest or use or value really like even from like an objective point of view uh, and they're like oh i just want more people to click on my videos it's like yeah well mm-hmm. your thumbnails are all right it's like actually your video is not really like it's meandering and it doesn't really do anything and bring anything mm-hmm. to anyone yep yep cool but how do i get more people click can i just like tags it's like so yeah that's that's the like and that's sort of a conversation i've had a lot um so it's just you know i think that's i don't know what you guys think about that or maybe i'm just being the grumpy grumpy bugger sort of like yeah i I see it all the time as well people do ask a lot of those things they would think they're after a a simple solution um and i think that's sometimes perpetuated a little bit by the you know some of the online youtube gurus who have to phrase things in simple terms in order for people to click on them. So, you know, how to get a thousand subs, how to, you know, get X amount of this or how to get that viewership. It's because people can compartmentalize that and do it. But what I often find is that advice is remarkably like broad and really hard to put in place because it's, it's just, it just doesn't apply necessarily to all the channels. So it is one of those things. And I think that idea you mentioned before by value creation, looking at it and thinking, well, what, value can i give my audience but when they see it they're like this is amazing this is great educational value this is great entertainment value this is great relational value and if that's your starting premise then the content flows from that and gets people into your content rather than worrying about the minute things that are really hard to fix when you're looking at the end result rather than the core of what's actually going on and i mean look we teach that even in in the most advanced course we do we break it down to the fundamentals and ensure those are all in place because if they're not in place you're not going to grow, really. You're going to mm-hmm. just basically put a Band-Aid onto, a, onto something that is you know, almost festering. You've got to take a step back, fix it fundamentally, and, and move forward. So I do understand that, that, that point of view. And look, it is easier from a, you know, a, a consultant point of view or um, a YouTube guru point of view just to say, oh, this is how you get mm-hmm. to 1,000 subs and give a whole bunch of you know, general things. But put yellow in the, the thumbnail. The day, it's <laughs> just put yellow in your thumbnail. You put yellow in your thumbnail. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? That's going to feel it. And a uh, uh, big eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's, it's important that there are things that you, know, you got to do. Well, speaking of yellow, there is in. naked Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's the secret to my success. But I think this is, hey, this is why, this is why you've got me here. I can balance this out. I think exactly what you're saying is so spot on, Fred. I think it's frustrating when you're the creator and you you see this mountain of changes you have to make. And the big one you mentioned is consistency. So you have to make all of these changes and you have to be consistent in them. You have to adapt this new lifestyle to be about all of these many, many factors. And it's frustrating then to invest so much time and so much passion into it and have to wait years to see the kind of success that you think you want to see. And I guess I guess I can say from my perspective, I thought when I started my YouTube journey that I would have millions of subscribers quite fast because I really believe in in Matt's videography and the content that we're creating. Um, And for some people, that's what happens. You get on the platform, you have some really steady growth over many, many years, and you do see those high numbers come through at quite a good rate. Um, But for me, that hasn't been my journey. And it took a while to accept that and be comfortable in that and be happy with that, but I am now. Um, and yeah, I just think it, it, it can be a lot. So if you're a creator listening to this and you're thinking, oh, this is so overwhelming and I just want to have those big numbers, I get it. And sometimes it's not going to work that way and it's going to take time and that's cool too. It can still be so rewarding. Like, I, I think, you know, with that, there's like no better note to finish on. 
I think, I honestly think that is a good place to finish on. There's so much more we're going to talk about in the coming weeks. Oh, you know what? And before we wrap this up, gonna be... before we wrap this up, we really, yeah. like, we've done a really dud job on this. We do have, like, we actually have gone proper and launched a Discord community, and it's good. It's really good. Like, it is good. Like, it create a generation. We'll share that in the show notes wherever you're watching, listening. But, like, you know, it, it is a, a rad place to meet other creators and experts around the world but like we're actually programming it too to have some pretty good stuff coming up through the throughout the coming weeks and years um as well as you know your chance to interact with the podcast um Mm -hmm. you know you can drive the ship a little bit as well potentially so Mm -hmm. um we'll share that it's pretty cool i'm pretty excited i'm there phoebe's there ants there i'm definitely there. a lot of the guest people we have here they're there talking as well so it's it's a good one we'll put the uh the link in the show notes but uh otherwise i'm looking forward to another great season uh now with phoebe uh thanks yes. so much everybody and we'll see you soon bye <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we made a generation on the mic